Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to HWA Radio here, the post-apocalypse, uh, no, the uh, post-horseman, uh, no, what the hell was it called? Wrestleocalypse, that's what it was, Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, we're getting ready for our, our 100th show here. Joining me, as always, is good old CR. Glad to be here, Keys. Looking forward to previewing the upcoming season. And uh, we're doing that. Uh, it's it's very funny that we were able to kick off uh, the season with uh, the 100th episode, but it's going to be a good one for you. It's going to be, uh, I think we timed it when we when we recorded it. It's about almost an hour and a half long. Uh, it's going to have some great matches. And uh, let's go ahead and start recapping those, or start telling you what's going on here. We're going we're to start things off with a bang, I'll tell you that much. It's going to be a TLC match between Deuce Albino, Chaz Segner, Joe, and Keys. It's a it's a sort of a rematch of the Managers Championship. You might remember back in Show Five, uh, there was the, the the belt was it was up for grabs for all four managers. Uh, actually, uh, 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 Captain or uh, Admiral Deuce, it's one of those. Uh, he wasn't there, but. Uh, that this is going to be a match very much like that, with one notable exception: no Aaron Varhola. <laughs> what 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 has happened to Aaron Varhola? Let's uh, we've already talked about this, but uh, th- this should be uh, an interesting battle with these guys. It's, the first one was absolutely brutal. There was so the blood. There was uh, guys falling off of ladders and bouncing, and almost getting their legs cut off by the ropes. So uh, this this should be a hell of a match to start things out. Well, I'll tell you what: you got these managers in a TLC match, and it's definitely not their forte. And uh- I would have to say the man at a, at a gross disadvantage is the old man, Deuce Albino. I don't know if that son of a bitch can get up a ladder. Uh, so I was but thinking about what, Yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you, it's, it, 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 I think it's going to be a, a hell of an exciting match. And, uh, you know, uh, you don't have to worry about the megalomaniac Aaron Varhula and his shenanigans. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you could flip a coin. But like I said, uh, Chaz, Joe Keys are all former champions. Uh, even the even yeah, so all these men have held that title and uh, they all want to get it back at, you know, it, it's it's not really contested a whole lot. It, it's 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 just uh, you know, it's between the man. It's it's a thing of pride, I think, for the managers. You know, they give them a little chance to show off uh, their wrestling skills, uh, what they have. Uh, Joe Petito doesn't have much in the way of wrestling skills. He just likes to punch people in the balls and grab them <laughs> by the nuts and twist them. That's not that's not wrestling to me. That's not the days of Lou Fez and the Briscoe <laughs> brothers. Man. That's just shits what he does. That's but, just you know, scrotal abuse. Just, I think he likes. Yeah, yeah, they put him out there, but you know. Uh, Chaz, he, he he knows his way around the ring, and uh, as does Keys, and uh, you know it should be an exciting match. Looking forward to it. Well, you said Admiral Deuce probably has the most disadvantage, but now that I think of it, you got the other three guys who have all had rivalries at one time, and there's there's always a rivalry between uh, between the the three of them. Imagine if these these three just go at each other full force, and Admiral Deuce is kind of standing there and says, "Oh, a ladder. I think I'll climb this to get the money." While the other three are still beating the piss out of each other. Uh, that's that's a possibility. I don't know if it'll happen. Uh, if it'd be it'd be different if it was a, like a, a three way match where the two just beat on each other and Deuce got away scot free, but. Uh, I, I think it could go uh, several different ways here. Keys, of course, was the winner of that bat- that match the first time to get that title. It has since changed hands several times, but uh, yeah, I mean, it it should be another great one. There, it's it's uh, there. There's t- there's tables, there's chairs, there's everything. It's uh, it's in the big stadiums now. Last time it was in one of the high school auditoriums, so the crowd is definitely going to be energized for this one. Um, <clears throat> after that, 
We're going to have the triple threat match. It's going to be uh, Morning Glory Hole, Penny Weiss, and Kelly Boom, for a new one here. Now, P- Morning and Penny, they have not matched up since the newcomers match when Penny or when Penny first came in. Uh, Morning battled her, and in the end, she had two flying fucks. The first time, Penny kicked out, which I didn't, I couldn't believe. The second time, it was just too much for her. Uh, but so uh, ended up with uh, Morning winning that match. But now here you have these two together again. Uh, only there's a, a newcomer, Kelly Boom, who is who came in here. Well, let's see. She came in because Aaron <laughs> had the uh, audacity or the, or the total lack of uh, the mental f- faculties uh, to drop kick Misty Furberger <laughs> after after a match, and uh, he has since hired a female consultant for, to to take management on of Katie Bang and uh, naturally Roadblock Rachel. So th- that's why she's around. But she has since signed over. Uh, she had the option to become a wrestler herself, and she has done that. So this is going to be the first time we see her in action, uh, along with the other two uh, more classic wrestlers. Well, yeah, you know, uh, she was uh, hired by Aaron to come in and manage the women's division after his uh, scolding at the hands of uh, Pedro X, and he was being he was banned from ringside for a women's matches due to his uh, skullduggery, <laughs> if you will. And uh, you know, Kelly Boom, we, we don't have a book on her. We've, we, I've seen absolutely no no, uh, no film of her wrestling. I don't know what her abilities are. Uh, so it, it's a complete uh, wild card here. And I, I think it may give her the advantage. We, uh, do, you know. we do know that she partnered up. She was actually a sorority sister of Katie Bang uh, back in their Sarah Lawrence days. <laughs> I won't go into that any further. But uh, yeah, so we, we know that uh, her and Katie are, are one almost one and the same there as far as the wrestling skills go. And, uh, well, lately, Katie, uh, Katie, what, what can you say about her? She's the first lady of the HWA, and uh, she is since uh, she, uh, something wrong with her head. We, we're trying to go through some concussion protocols to figure out why she keeps missing these moves and end up injuring herself. But uh, Kelly, Kelly's fresh as Daisy, so I, I, I would see a lot of uh, Katie in her younger or earlier days, you might say, in the HWA. Well, trust me, don't wish she's fresh as a Daisy if she's been using some mass and gill, because let me tell you something. <laughs> That girl, there's no, you know, if she's affiliated with Aaron Varhula, she's dirty. Let me tell you that much. But let me tell you this, you know, I I, I may have a little bit of a, of a bone to pick uh, uh, when you say that Katie Bang is is the, the first lady of the, of the HWA because uh, let's not forget you got Morning Glory holding this match and she is a multiple time women's champion, woman tag champion. Uh, she is one of the most respected members of uh, of Chad Singer Enterprises, be it be it on the female side or not. She's one of the one of the locker room leaders, and and believe it. Uh, you know, she she has a lot of respect amongst the male members of CSE uh, by what she brings to the, the table and what she can do in that ring. And uh, like I said, we all know what Morning Glory Hole can do in the ring. We know what Pennywise can do. We're not sure about Kelly Boom, and that might give her a, a little bit of an advantage. Uh, these girls may not know what to expect. Maybe they should catch them by surprise, but she's in there with two, uh, two women that have experience and uh, two women that uh, know their way around the square circle. Well, I know that Kelly Boom, as, uh, as the manager of Katie Bang, is always, uh, for, you know, trying to stoke the fires you might say and uh, get her get her to wrestle uh, harder against some of these uh, some of these earlier wrestlers uh, that you had uh, morning glory hole uh, you had Katie bang of course and I think there was a couple of those you used to have Queen Diamond uh, she retired and there was one uh, one other one that was uh, satanic of bloodlust who had a boob job and I think they exploded and she died but I'm not sure um, <laughs> regardless <laughs> that'll be an interesting match to see for that triple threat. And uh, after that one, of course, we're going to have a uh, little uh, little fun action here. We got a table match coming up between Nico Inoki and the Bandit. Now, last time we saw Nico and the Bandit matching up, it was in an over the top bout, and this is actually where he got the name Sneeko Inoki. I started calling him uh, as Bandit went for a clothesline on Nico. He, he, they were the last two. Nico grabbed the top rope, pulled it down, and the Bandit went ass over tea kettle right over the top rope. 
And I, I think the bandit's been bitter ever since that. And he's looking to settle the score with Nico. Well, what the hell? I mean, he was just a clumsy lummox. How, <laughs> how do you get mad at Nico for you can't control your own center of gravity, you dumb bastard? You know, you, 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 it just he, he got one over on him. You know, he kind of uh, backdoored him. And uh, this, but as, as we talked about last week about the bandit, uh, you know, this is one of those matches. It's it's nothing fancy. It's uh, it's just you, you got to get that man and, and put him through that table. And, uh, you know, the bandit, very big, rough, tumble, rough and tumble, powerful man. Uh, but let's not forget Nico Noki. Uh, you look at that physique. He's, he's a very powerful man for his size as well. And, uh, you know, the, the, these the, these table matches are always uh, always hard to, to, to get a get a handle on, if you will. And it's because all you got to do is put a guy through a table. You know, if somebody sets that table up, you get a lucky move. Hell, someone as big as the band, is, if, I don't even know if Nico knows what a drop toe hold is, but he hits the band with one of those, puts that big porn star mustache right through the table, he's going to win. <laughs> you know, so anything can happen in a table match. It's it's, it's one of those things where you've seen some um, – hell, we saw that one. Remember the one women's table match? I think it was Morning Glory who was wrestling somebody, and, and, and the girl just kind of brushed the side of that table, and it exploded. That's right. She was. Uh, she actually glanced off the side of it, but the table had been abused quite a bit up until then, uh, as it was folded up, laying on the mat. Many times, got dropped upon. I think that might have softened it up a little bit. But yeah, sometimes it just takes a little bit of dumb luck. Exactly. And in, in, in this match, uh, it's not a lot of skill. It's it's uh, you have to be able to dish out some punishment. You got to be able to take some punishment, and you got to be able to uh, to get that man up. And put it. Now, I will say, uh, you know, the band is a big man. And it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a large uh, order for Nico to get him up now. Whether it's it's just through a, a slam or a suplex, however they're going to do it, or you know we've we've seen guys just they, they set it up in the corner and you throw a guy crashing through it. But I don't know th- this match. I, I you know we, we talked about the bandit and, and, and the brawling type of uh, style that he has, and I, I think this match probably is more more suited to the bandit than it is to Nico Inoki, who's the high flyer, and uh, you know you, you, you don't want to take it too many chances on the top rope. A guy grabs you and throws you through the table, you're done. So. Should be an interesting match, but I would think I'm probably going to favor the Bandit in this one just because of his his, his uh, brawling type of a style. Yeah, I'm thinking that, that Nico's best bet would be to just try and lay, lay him on the table, get up on that top uh, turnbuckle, and come flying off. But the Bandit, uh, his last match was a submission match, and he's definitely not a submission wrestler, as, as we learned. But uh, th- this one, it, it does going to take some brute strength, and that's that's what he's got. So I, would, I, would, I might agree with you on that one, that the Bandit's got something going on here. Well, we talked about the Bandit and his, his uh, wrestling skills, or lack thereof, and... Uh, to be quite honest with you, I don't think the man knows a uh, wrist lock from a wristwatch, and uh, <laughs> that, that that just kind of sums up what I think of his wrestling ability. But he he is a brawler, and, and he's a powerful man, and uh, he gets the job done in those types of matches. So, uh, I, like I said, I think this match is going to be tailor made for him. He's got the power of the porn stash, definitely in his favor, as opposed to Nico Inoki. Oh, let's not get started on his little prancing into the ring, slapping his ass, <laughs> shaking like he's he. God damn it, he should be one of the goddamn members of the village. People crash. That's what he. <laughs> He probably was. I bet you before he was a wrestler, if you look at those records, he was probably in a touring company of a, of a Village People tribute band or something. That goofy-ass bastard. <laughs> well, I've never heard him sing, but I think if you give him a guitar, a guitar it fits the picture nicely. Anyway, we got, moving on to the Women's Championship here. We got, okay, very very strange developments here. We got, it's Trina Vanderskank versus Roadblock Rachel. Roadblock Rachel has completed her uh, rehab or recovery, and uh, she's in fighting form. And it was a controversial turn of events because Lucy Fur. She, uh, she ended WrestleOcalypse as the women's champion. Then we, t- we had the call from Aaron, talks about the liberal lawyer, and all of a sudden, there's this liberal lawyers all over the place. Some goofy-looking guy in a suit, wearing a mask, and one of those like cab driver hats that he's got on there. It's just the strangest 
concoction of uh, clothing I've ever seen in my life. But he's been, he's been going around the office. He's been looking through the, the bylaws and the all oh, the, the legal terms. Uh, Pedro X has, has allowed him to, for some reason, allowed him in the office to uh, look through past precedents and stuff like that. And uh, he, he is he's on retainer from the West Coast Alliance. And after all this review, it turns out that I can't argue with it because I don't know that much about the legal stuff, but Lucifer was actually stripped of the title and the championship now takes place between Rachel and the next in line, who is Trina Vanderskank, uh, for, for her shot, first shot at the platinum, which is great for her. But this, this legal loopholes and stuff like it has absolutely incensed Lucy. She is, is livid. She has heard about this. She was throwing shit around the, the locker room and I, I, not even with her hands. She was doing it with her fucking mind from what I hear. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I'm not allowed back there anymore, but, uh, yeah, she, she's on fire about this and, uh, I don't know what's going to happen in the, before the match, after the match, but at least as far as Trina goes, uh, going up against red block, Rachel, I think this should, this should be a pretty good match provided there isn't any interference. Well, I'll tell you, I, I'm just scratching my head about this whole situation. Uh, you know, we, we talked about the goofy, the, 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 the free bird rule that Aaron invoked. Uh, allowing Katie Bang to defend the title in, in place of Roblox Rachel, who was who was injured at the time, and uh, it, it, but isn't it funny? You know, now we have Aaron. He suspended this this liberal lawyer goofball shows up, and he's being paid by the West Coast Alliance, and he's looking into. All, do you think that maybe if, if if Katie Bang would not have lost the title, any of this would have taken place? Uh, that's I what I'm just, thinking. I'm thinking that I mean, was this, his this fallback. Is just, this is just this is just sour grapes by God on Aaron's part. Uh, and I blame Pedro X for this for this boondoggle because he should have never never uh, went with this with that that the Freeburg rule to begin with. Mm-hmm. It, it was cut and dry. If, if Rachel could not just defend that title in the thirty eight period, but due to an injury, that title was stripped. And then you have a match, or how, however you want to decide the two that they're going to wrestle for. That's what should have happened. Well, basically, that's what's happening now. But Rachel's one of the people wrestling for it. And, and as far as Lucy Fur being on fire about this, she's on fire for everything, for God's sake. Every time you see her, she's on fire. I mean, Jesus, let's let's just call, you know, say, say it how it is. But, uh, but yeah, this this whole thing, you know, anytime you get the courts involved and you get all this, it's not it's not wrestling. You know, the, the, the matches, the championships, it should be decided inside the squared circle, not in the courtroom, not by injunctions, not by lawyers. It, it, it makes me sick when stuff like this happens. Uh, we, we're going to have a, we're going to have a good match though. Uh, Rachel, the, the you could call her the, the champion that never lost the title, uh, and Trina Vanderskank, of course, uh, representing the Admiral's fleet, and she's uh, she's no shrieking violet. You know, she's going to be a uh, be a be a huge test for Roadblock Rachel, and uh, I look for this to be an exciting match. And I think the Admiral, uh, after the performance at uh, Russell Clips by that uh, by that stable, I think he's uh, he, he's looking for more more gold to put in the uh, in the uh, in the in the in the boat holder, whatever you want to say about it, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, it's going to be an exciting match, but uh, I, I just hate to see things decided by lawyers and, and not not between not between the ropes. You know what I mean? Well, the funny thing is that <clears throat> Pedro X has absolute power when it comes to the HWA. That's one of the first things about being the commissioner, and he has ruled out. Uh, actually, the, the the board of directors has ruled out using any outside legal. Uh, influence. Now, the, the liberal lawyer, I, I don't know if he's a shareholder in the HWA or something, how he got, how he weaseled his way in here, but uh, the ex- external courts, like you talked about the Ninth Circuit and stuff like that, that has absolutely nothing to do with the HWA anymore. It's been completely ruled out. But uh, I, I got to wonder if the liberal lawyer ha- might have something on Pedro. I I don't know. I know Aaron was talking about kind of hinting that he had something on him, and I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's turning, it's getting taking a dark turn, I think, right now. And uh, it should be it should be something to to, to witness uh, whenever this all comes to a head. 
But uh, speaking well, of he, 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 is, he is working for, for Aaron Varhula, so perhaps uh, because Aaron is, you know, he's suspended, but technically he's still a member of the HWA. And, and uh, a little in fact is that uh, each, of the, each of the managers, uh, I, w- I won't say that they're exactly members of the board of directors of the HWA, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, you're in management. So they are part of you know, the offices of the HWA. So uh, maybe this uh, liberal lawyer is uh, representing Aaron uh, by proxy. Uh, because he uh, he has a right to be there. I don't know, but it, it's all uh, it's all it's all craziness if you ask me. But uh, let's just let's just have a good match between these two women and crown a new champion. That's right. And uh, talking about uh, you know what, I'm, I'm a little dry here right now. <clears throat> I gotta get a drink. Sorry, the scratchy. Well, let me tell you, I'm 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 here on the, on the ranch, and uh, you know I'm, I'm I've had to lower myself. I'm drinking a few beers because. Uh, I, I'm out of booze. I, I had a you know, your I, Moscow I, mules, man. That's that's yeah, your drink. Yeah, I tell you, I, Moscow mules. I had a gallon of vodka uh, just a week ago, and it's 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 gone, completely gone. Or do you, do you, have you had visitors or something like that, or is someone staying with you that might have? Uh, Wait a minute, your- there, Cr. It's Jamal. Oh. Where the hell's the vodka? I'd of like course, to have another drink. I need a martini. I'm out of olives. It's all explained now. Jim, you stupid bastard, you drank me dry, you drank all the vodka, you ate all the olives, you ate everything, you ate the steaks in the damn fridge, you, you just get, why the hell are you here? None other than, well, of course. no place else to go after <laughs> retroalcalypse, my wife threw me out. Well, just go, go back to the living room, and I'm trying to do the podcast, get the hell out of here. <laughs> of course, welcome ladies and gentlemen, Please wave hi to uh, Obscene Gene there on the ranch with good old CR, drinking up all his shit, <laughs> so. Uh, I'll I, I tell you, for Christ's sake, I, I felt like a. Uh, like Walter Matthau in, in the odd couple, you know, my doorbell rang one day and there's some schlep got his bags with him <laughs> looking for a place to stay. It was Gene. I don't think Oscar drank that much vodka though. I think you've got a, you got a whole, what, what about Bob situation going on there or something? Well, you know, I, I live on a ranch for God's sake. It's a 40 mile trip into town to get more supplies. And I can't let that bastard drive. He's drunk half the time. You don't have your own still. I thought you would, but, uh, well, Sorry, we're not allowed to talk. Uh, of course, you don't have a still. Why, why would you have a still? Those yeah, are illegal. I can't really. Uh, I'm not. I'm not liberated to divulge yeah, yeah. any details of what goes on here at the ranch. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. I'm moving, moving on well here. Uh, Hell in a Cell. Uh, what are we talking about? That's yes. That's a match. It's a Hell in a Cell tag tornado match that we're going to have. And uh, tag teams. You're used to seeing the, the uh, Euro Trash and the the bodily functions, the maniacal medics, of course. But we are returning back to the old days of the uh, the, the the singles. Uh, forming a team now there's some rules uh regarding a championship but this is not a, this is not a championship match this is purely for exhibition it is going to be the return uh sorry i had to swallow return of stone cold crazy uh judge or i guess I, they're going to be managed by uh no, no 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 never mind it's hell in a soul so they don't have managers but uh, it's going to be them versus the brand new <laughs> team of freeze and quackers uh the snowman and <laughs> the, the your favorite the don't rubber duck it. just don't say it <laughs> uh stone cold crazy of course well they were originally the swishy cats and then we kind of got off that presently uh but they, they've seen plenty of tag action in fact right before the hwa shutdown uh, they had lost the belts to love hurts that was jonah valentine and calamity clem uh both of them moved on to, to well bigger things i'm not sure better but uh they kind of left an emptiness in the collective of of the uh well the stone cold crazy and while this is not a title match they're certainly looking to regain glory on the other side you got freezing quackers you got the crazy duck man and you've got this this ice cold just statue of a uh, <laughs> some sort of greek god just looking to hurt people uh you put them together and they uh, they're really an unknown quantity so what would what, what would you think uh, uh tried and true or brand, oh, brand new i guess would be the question uh what so what what do you got for this match here 
Well, I'll tell you right now, there's no unknown quality or whatever the hell. The duck, we all know what that sick son of a bitch does when he's in the <laughs> ring. Shaking his ass, kicking his crotch in your face. You just, oh, just disgusting. <laughs> and farting. And he's out of that to his arsenal. Uh, his arsenal. arsenal. I, I, I think Pedro needs to make sure there's no beans at catering backstage. But, you know, but, well, let's, let, let, let's look at this. We have Stone Cold Crazy originally the Swishy Cats and before uh, uh, Fritz Von Stone had his great conversion at whatever, wherever he was. But uh, anyway. His, his wrist got a little stiffer, right? Let's just say. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I don't want to even talk about him and stiff stuff. Let's just say. Oh, God, anyway. no. <laughs> but uh, you, have, you have Fritz Von Stone and you have uh, El Loco, uh, who, you know, let's face it. We always talk about El Loco, how he's, he's small in stature, big in heart, and he's one one fantastic wrestler and he beats a lot of bigger men uh, it doesn't matter and and they, they have the continuity uh, they haven't teamed together in a while but they've they, they former tag team champions uh, a long time ago and uh, you know so they know what it takes to to be successful uh, and then you have uh, i'm not even going to say that name but you have the rubber <laughs> duck and you have <clears throat> the snowman and I, you know we talked about the snowman uh, i think it was last week at length and he's another one of those 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 uh, wrestlers where I said, you know, he's not made for a submission. He is made for a Hell in the Cell match because he is a brutal individual. Definitely. He likes to hurt people, and, and he's going to feel right at home in that cage, and I would not want to be locked in there with him. And I certainly would not want to be locked in there with that asshole duck, <laughs> let me tell you. So uh, Stone Cold Crazy, uh, they're going to have their work cut out for him. Uh, and as much as I joke about the rubber duck, and, and I just can't stand the son of a bitch personally, uh, he has my respect as a wrestler. He's a tremendous competitor, and there's a very big man. Uh, the Snowman is a very big man, and, and uh, this, this could be a team on the rise. And, and you know, uh, this 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 may just be you know you say oh it's just a regular match blah blah. But you know what? Uh, you know you got to start getting your getting your reputation as a tag team and start uh, you know moving up that ladder, and eventually you're going to wrestle for those tag titles. So uh, and anytime you're together, anytime you're in that ring, you always want to win. It, it improves your standing, and uh, you know it's uh, it, it's it's something you look for. Uh, this is going to be, this is going to be, and, and you know what, you mentioned uh, Jonah Valentine and Calamity Clem, and, and, and as much as people laughed at them, they, they were a heck of a good team. They were. And I, I was, I, I was, I was sorry to see him go. Uh, you know, the Reverend, uh, uh, there was something with uh, collection money missing and uh, some kind of crazy <laughs> baptism ritual that he was doing with, <laughs> let's say the oil on the buttocks. <laughs> I might start losing <laughs> there it again. Is. But, <laughs> I was know, waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, oil on the buttocks. Uh, and, uh, and, and of course, Calamity Clam, who was who was the cousin of Redneck Rufus, who was also gone. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, the HWA went some, went some, a major facelift at one time. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see if some of these these uh, these cats try to come back to the HWA with the success we're having. And uh, they tend to do know, that. I, I noticed that in wrestling federations all over, you have uh, wrestlers that'll that'll go from one place to another and then disappear and then come back. So yeah, that's definitely not, not, that definitely has precedent here in the, in wrestling. Well, you know, sometimes we, we talk about the HWA and how it's expanding and how these these managers. And I'm sorry, I got off the the subject, but you know they're they're looking to expand their stables and and sometimes uh, you know. Instead of scouring the globe for talent, maybe you go with a known quantity, you know? So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if one or two of these gentlemen were to come back uh, in the coming months. I don't know if it's going to happen. I haven't heard anything. There's no rumors. I'm just throwing it out there. But uh, I will say this is going to be a, a, you know, a, a, a tornado tag, which is when you got all the men in the ring at the same time inside a cage, the hell in the cell. It's going to be fast and furious, and I, and I don't envy you having to call this match because it's going to be a tough one to call. <laughs> well, as long as they kind of keep uh, near near each other, I can I can focus on either or. But when they get separated and then they, the camera has to pan out and they look like ants, then it gets kind of hectic. It's getting kind of hectic. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, dear Jesus. Before I start singing, like like a '90s uh, rapper washed up, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the sixth match of the night. It's going to be the Extreme Rules match: Bob Zombie and Katungi. Oh boy, you talk about some big talent, uh, big in stature, big in width, big in girth, all that. The last time we saw Bob, he was he was getting now. This is this is un, this is uh, uncharacteristic of him, but he was getting chewed up by these two little piranhas after claiming victory in his first two matches. He, he had gone undefeated right there, coming right in, and uh, now he's going up against one of the biggest men in the association, Katungi. When you talk about him as of late, I don't know what it is with him and Bones McIntyre, but Bones got up on on him on two occasions. Once the first being the Inner Horseman title, and uh, after that, I believe it was the, uh, the 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 table match he just had. And Katungi, he, he's got to be he's got to be stewing inside. Something inside that head's bubbling. There's not much inside that head, I know, but uh, something's got to be bubbling. And uh, with, with Bob getting beaten up by the the two little guys, the PVC kid and the mime, uh, both of these guys have aggression to, to get out of their system. And this is this is going to be a, a fight here. Well, I'll tell you, Katungi's got a lot of aggression to get out of his system on a on a good day. Yeah, uh, you know, he mentioned he's coming off two consecutive. You know, there was a little speculation that maybe that skeleton costume maybe scared Katungi a little bit, uh, much like uh, Masato Mayhem's problem with clowns. Uh, yeah, I was thinking so about I that because he he brings that skull down every time to <laughs> and has it in his corner, and then all of a sudden he's facing another skull. That's got to that's got to fuck with him. So I don't know what's the problem, and, and, and you know, we, Bob Zombie, this it, it, this guy, he's he's out there, man. I'll tell you what, uh, I, I don't even know if he, I, I, he just he he befuddles me. I mean, I, I have a trouble. I can't even get the words out trying to talk about the man. <laughs> uh, you know, he one thing we know about him is he is he is double tough, and to, and to, and to borrow uh, uh, to rip off a saying and add my own spiel to it, he's he's uh, he's tougher than a Dollar Tree steak. <laughs> be quite have you ever seen the dollar stores are selling steaks some they like are a dollar oh dear yeah, god I'm almighty like, i was by this dollar store like oh steaks one dollar i'm like jesus christ a dollar for that ain't grade a u.s prime it's probably grade d <laughs> d for donkey is probably what it was <laughs> but, but, oh, don't, don't start don't start but anyway <laughs> so, yeah, burrow is grande <laughs> yeah well oh yeah he's he's a double tough individual he's he's out there he, he's very slow and meth- now one thing is he's very slow and methodical in the ring and Katungi's another man. He, he's he's very methodical, and he's not the, the not the quickest man. And I'll tell you what, this is. Uh, I just wonder what Katungi's reaction is going to be looking across the ring at this guy. And and uh, you know, uh, like we said, when when Chaz is <clears throat> is out there with Katungi, you know, they they put together the game plan, but you never know if that elevator is going all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. You don't know how much of it he's actually taken in. He just goes out there and fights on instinct and just and kicks and chops and sla- he just goes crazy sometimes. I mean, you can't control that man. You should have seen him at the after party, for God's sake. He was breaking the joint up, Chaz. Had to, <laughs> Hannah, he handed him a, this is a true story. This is a true story. Even if he was not on the card, but he was there. And and he was he was just getting crazy. And Chaz handed him a, a, a damn half gallon of Jack Daniels. And this son of a bitch drank the whole thing. <laughs> That's what you want to do. Fuel the and fire was, with alcohol. <laughs> he was, he would, oh, he was like just comatose after Hmm. He fell asleep. It took four guys to carry him. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this should be this should be an interesting match. And, you know, and again, Katungi an Extreme Rules match. Uh, do you want to put a weapon in this man's hands? <laughs> this is not smart thinking, for God's sake. You know, he, Christ, he might pick up a goddamn hatchet and bury it in someone's head. You never know with this guy. He's crazy. Let's just hope they but, don't uh, put those under the mat. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be a lot safer with a no, chair. You know, no, no shovels or whatever. I don't know. It's going to be crazy. But again, how many times have we seen the Extreme Rules match? Nothing's used. Right. You know, it's like our Falls County where matches that end up staying in the ring. So who knows what's going to happen. 
all I can say is uh, this is going to be a brutal match to watch. It, it's going to be brutal. And, and uh, coin toss here, you know, uh, Bob Zombie hasn't been in action a whole lot lately. There could be a little bit of ring rust uh, if that's possible for him. And uh, Katungi, like we said, he, he's hit and miss in there. Some days he's a ball of fire. Some days he just looks like he has no idea what he's doing. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I, I knew that the two different fighting styles, uh, uh, just a l- one last final note on this Katungi. Uh, whenever you see him, he has big windups he, and he brings that hand in slow and steady and it, well, not slow when it's hitting you, it, but it's more like a wrecking ball coming in. Whereas Bob zombie has sort of a fast twitch. It's like a mouse trap going off. So it'll be interesting to see if either of those come into, come into play or if somebody's just going to take a sledgehammer and beat the piss out of them. So, uh, that's the extreme rules match. And then of course we have to finish off with a big championship match, the biggest championship in the world, none other than the world championship, uh, with Crow Magnon defending and coming in the, the first man on the chopping block here, well, maybe chopping block is the gold father. Now, when we talk about Crow, he, he's held the world title since winning it from El Loco. It was in the retro times, but it still counts. Uh, both both of his wins after that were against f- wrestlers who were fairly new to the HWA. You had Nico Inoki uh, and Mr. Q. And now now we're going back. He, he once again faces one of the original members. He used to be the Godfather. Uh, he changed it to the Goldfather, just like El Loco. They, they were all around during the, the early, the, 80, the late 80s, early 90s. And in recent history, he had the, the gold father, uh, he, he's won actually both the television title and the inner horseman title, even though the match after that defending him, he lost them immediately. So this, uh, this is a way it, it should be a really good match, even though it's not a headliner, like a big guy, like Katungi or Sabu, uh, who's, who's coming up, who's definitely come up the ladder, but, uh, this, this, uh, I don't think this is going to be cut and dry for crow. I think it's going to have a little bit more of a challenge in the gold father. Well, you know, I just scratched my head when it comes to crow Magnum because I, I didn't think he was going to make it out of the pay-per-view. I, I didn't think he'd be able to defend the title as much as he has. By God, the man, the Stone Ager, I mean, he drops on your head like that. And I'll tell you what, it's one of the most devastating finishing maneuvers. Uh, finishing maneuvers and we, we talk about how he's not big in stature, but uh, he's tough. He can take a pound and he, he can take a beating. Uh, so, and he's coming in here. He's the reigning defending world champion. And you got to give him all the respect, all the credit he deserves. Uh, you know, the gold father, I mean, he hasn't been around a whole lot lately. And like you said, uh, he, he, the last few times he's won titles, he's pretty much dropped them the very next time, much like Nico Inoki's problem. And, uh, and by the way, Nico Inoki dropped, I think it was the, uh, was it the inner horseman title? He lost it to the gold father, but you know, the gold father, here's what happens though. He wins those titles. He gets that big bonus check and guess what? He goes out and he starts buying himself some gold. <laughs> you know, he spends it and he's, and, he, and he's out there partying and he doesn't pay attention. And, and I think that's, that's one of the, uh, the problems with him is his, his discipline outside the ring. Uh, there's no doubt he has talent inside the ring, but outside the ring, uh, you know, uh, part of old bunkhouse productions there, and he likes the party circuit. And, uh, you know, maybe he needs to uh, concentrate. And that's Joe's fault for, for not keeping a, a tighter rein on him. But, you know, when you talk about him, he's, he's wrestled for the world title, but came up short. Could it be his time? I don't know. Uh, it, it, th- this match, uh, it, it's it's kind of a puzzle to me because you, you never know what you're going to get with Crow Matt. Well, I guess maybe you do know what you're going to get with him. He's just going to be a goofy <laughs> bastard. You know, bludgeon you. <laughs> Try yeah, to try to hit just, you on the head, he, take you home. There's, there, there's absolutely there's nothing technical, nothing fancy about his style. It's just go out there and try to beat the crap out of somebody. And you know, the gold father, he's he's a little bit more of a, of a technical guy and a little bit uh, more proper there in the ring, if you will. And uh, he's kind of slippery too. I noticed he's he has the probably the most ability to get out of moves and like you, he sees the, these finishing moves coming and he knows how to counter and get out of them before before they can get the drop on him. Well, certainly, and of course he's bald, so he can't complain about a hair pull either. So. <laughs> 
you know, you, you laugh, but it makes a difference when you get a man and you lock up with him. You know, a lot of times you find those hands slipping up to the hair to get yourself a little extra leverage. You can't do that with this guy. You can't grab onto that bald dome unless you can palm it, you know. Maybe Katungi could think thinks it's a basketball or something, but plus when concrete know. concrete was around, he actually taught him about the body oil and <laughs> that Goldfather. Now he's he's slippery as shit. <laughs> Slide well, up, go go through the silk silk sheets and it's like squeezing the toothpaste just right out. When the when the Godfather comes to the ring, he's as oily as a sardine in a tin. <laughs> That's right. I'll tell you, and he smells just as bad. To be quite honest with you, <laughs> and you want to sit too close to him on the plane? Let me tell you. Make sure he's in the back or something, but <laughs> put yeah, him with, with the animals. He stinks up the whole damn cabin. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree with you, but uh, should be an interesting match. Uh, you know, anytime the world championship is uh, on the line, it's an exciting match, and uh, you know we'll have to see if Crow can keep the uh, streak going. There is one point that I want to bring up. Uh, this is a point of history, as a matter of fact. Uh, in the original three seasons of the HWA, uh, Goldfather had battled for the world title once, t- one time in each of the three seasons. Both uh, all three times he came up short. So this is his fourth attempt. The third time wasn't the charm, but maybe the fourth will, will be the, the the breaker for him. Maybe he he will get that that world championship goal that has so eluded him. Yeah, well, like I said, maybe he will. You know, but you wonder a guy that's been such a mainstay and one of the charter members of the HWA. Why why hasn't he had more shots at the world heavyweight title? Is it is it uh, is it the manager not signing the contracts? Is it they, they don't think enough of him? And uh, you know. We'll have to see what happens, and and I, and I guess uh, you know we didn't want to uh, uh, base things on the uh, you know we had the weeks off and then we had the big pay per view, but I, I guess after next week's show, uh, we'll be able to come back with our uh, HWA top ten. Oh yes, we will. We'll have the uh, the, the the power rankings. And, uh, amongst other things, we got, we got a lot of shit come up this season to, to look forward to. We got the, of course, the, the return of the tag teams from the singles. Uh, we've got five new women coming in, uh, that'll be joining us. And we have the women's, uh, national title. That's going to be, it's going to be a tournament that is going to feature a, an eight, eight, eight person, eight woman battle Royal. And then a six woman battle Royal. The winner of those battle Royals will go for that, for that belt to be the first holder of that belt. So uh, lots of lots of great things coming up this season. Look look, look forward to season four. Well, t- I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to. The, I know it's further down the line, but our next pay per view, and uh, you know uh, hopefully good old CR might be able to get out there and call one of the shows with you if I can get off the ranch. Uh, I got to get Gene out of here though because I can't trust him here alone. I know, <laughs> God only knows what I'll come back to, but uh, should be should be exciting, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And uh, let me tell you the best thing about the upcoming season. You want to know what the best thing about the, the, the kicking off the new season is? What's that? No Aaron Varhula. <laughs> <laughs> that stupid son of a bitch. I don't even know where he's at. He, he, he's gone. Gone for 30 days at least. Yep. And, uh, and let's, not, let, let's not forget, you know, I have, to, I, uh, I've talked to Pedro, and, and, and if Aaron violates in any way, shape, or form that suspension, if he sets foot in the HWA offices, if he sets foot in an arena, that suspension can be extended up to 120 days. Well, we'll have to see what the uh, the liberal lawyer has. Uh, he's going to be taking the ringside for for Aaron's wrestlers while he's on well on a vacation. You might say. I don't know if he's uh, if he's going to, to the Hawaii or one of his uh, his West Coast haunts there. Uh, well, it's probably a well deserved rest at the home, if you ask me. <laughs> that could very well be. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to be. Heading off here, and when we come back, we will have uh, next next week. It'll be a recap of this show and talking about uh, weeks to come. So, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, uh, of course, uh, I've seen Gene there. Thank you, thank him as well. 
Uh, oh, he's probably passed out somewhere. <laughs> that could be. Uh, but uh, we, as always, we thank you for joining us. And join us on Friday. Be sure to be there for Show 100. It's going to be a great one. Any closing words? No, just looking forward to uh, kicking off the season. Looking forward to an exciting 100th show. And uh, keep up to the work, my friend. You're doing a great job. All right. Thank you. And uh, thank you for listening. See you soon. Yeah.